Hey guys, it's me. So I decided that I was going to start a podcast. It had been in my mind for a few months. Um, I just never knew if it was ever going to happen. But here it is. Because I had a point come to me. More of like a feeling when I was listening to a sermon by Pastor Todd. Um, that I needed to write either an ebook or start a podcast titled untamed vixen to proclaimed christian and the wild ride in between and i think that's what i'm gonna start this podcast about uh just going through my life and how i started off with a really rough childhood um a lot of emotional damage i was basically held together by you know tape i felt my life falling apart Um, And then this wonderful thing happened when I stepped into church. And the past four years have been absolutely amazing. Um, Hope City has definitely changed my life. If it wasn't for my mom praying for two years that I come to find Christ, I don't know if I would be where I am today. And a friend inviting me to the Woodlands Church and opening my eyes to Christ And just everything in between from, you know, trying to solve my problems with men and sex and alcohol to having a child at 19 to falling in love with fitness. Um, That's what all this is going to be about, just to have an insight of my life and to see why I'm so positive now and why I love myself so much when I couldn't stand myself for years. Um, You know, just to see what it's like to be me I guess or inside my mind but I hope this goes really well I would like to continue it and maybe just broadcast out there to let others know that just because you feel like you're falling apart doesn't mean that God's not making everything fall into place later down the line it might seem really hard right now but it's those trials and tribulations that get us to where we need to be And it sucks, yes, the heartbreak, the heartache, the lost friendships, the broken relationships, and everything in between. Those things are really hard to overcome, but with God, we are overcomers. Um, So, we're just going to see where this goes. I'm just going to open my mind. I'm going to be honest. Hopefully, later down the line, I can have a couple of friends on here. Um, talk about their experiences and where they've come from and how God or something else in their life has shaped them and transformed them into the person that they are and where they came from. Um, So again, a little bit about me. I'm Marissa. I have an 11-year-old son. I am working for my first bodybuilding show in July in figure. Um, I go to Hope City. I've been going to Hope City for about three years now and I have a wild ride of a story and I can't wait to introduce it to you guys but again this is just a first little introduction podcast to see where it goes see how I do and we're just gonna go and grow from here and I honestly cannot wait thanks guys
Hey guys, it's Marissa. Welcome back to the first official episode of Untamed Vixen to Proclaimed Christian Podcast. First, I just want to thank everybody who took a few minutes out of their day to listen to my intro podcast and all the amazing, wonderful, positive feedback that I got from you guys. You have no idea how much that meant to me and what it will mean to me as I go through and I continue this podcast series and just kind of cover everything um, I would think, you know, I think people would need to hear, want to hear ideas you guys may have for me Um, but thank you guys so 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 much I hope that this is something that I can continue and if it changes one person's life just one then I have accomplished what I needed to so with this episode I just want to kind of give you guys a background of who I am and where I came from just so along the series you could better understand the certain things that I went through in life and how I handled certain situations and why I was who I was and why I am who I am today. So a little background, I am very much in support of the Me Too movement. I know for some people it's kind of a touchy subject whether you don't believe that it should be a movement or you're so moved by it because you are a part of that movement. As for me, I am a part of that movement because I have been a victim of that, sadly, three times in my life. Um, Twice under the age of nine, I was sexually abused on two separate occasions by two separate people. And once at the age of 22, I was already an adult, I was a parent, I was a worker, and um, it was my manager who decided to take advantage of me, and I did nothing. And um, holding back from when I was younger, keeping that secret in was something that was extremely hard, because at the age of, you know, eight, seven, eight, you have no idea what's going on. You don't know why this is going on. And in your mind, you can't process it because unfortunately, sometimes having those talks with your children is considered taboo. You don't know how to openly express it without making the situation uncomfortable. Um, But I think it's a subject that very much so needs to be laid on the table and it needs to be explained So our children of the future don't have to go through this. And honestly, in my opinion, I think the children of the future now, as kids that are coming from, you know, that are going to be born from the men and women of my generation are going to be so much stronger because now we're getting to the point where we're no longer taking it, that we are going to stand up for our bodies. We are going to have our voice and no one's going to silence us. I was silenced for so, so long and it destroyed me. Um, I know it could have been worse. I'm thankful that, you know, it wasn't. That sounds really weird, but I'm, I'm thankful that, I don't know. I can't even say I'm thankful. That's really weird. But 
I know that I'm not going to let my voice be silenced anymore. And like you guys know, I have a son and we have talked about these issues. He's well aware of um, what sexual abuse is and that no matter what, he can come to me or he can come to his dad and talk to us. And I know it's easier said than done because I got that same talk from my mom saying, you know, you can come to me for anything, but as kids, obviously we're going to be scared of our parents, but uh, this is not something I want him to be scared of or any child or any friend to be scared of. Even now, if you hear this and you need to share your story, I'm all ears. I will be more than happy to listen, be more than happy to pray for you and just walk through this with you because this is not an easy subject to deal with. So going back, um, like I said, this happened to me on two separate occasions by two separate people. I was a kid. I had no idea what was going on. One occasion happened. He was a teenager and the other one was a grown ass man. And um, I did things I never should have did as a kid. And I never told anybody. And it haunted me for so long. And in the end, I just ended up making decisions down the line in my life that were not right because of the information that I hindered and held in my heart and I never got help for. Um, And then again, when I was in my 20s, I just had a, you know, I just had a kid. I, you know, was barely becoming stable on my own. I had moved out of my mom's house. Me and Aiden were living on our own. And I had this manager who was obsessed with my body, to say the least. You know, where I worked, there was a back room where we had some files and things like that. And uh, he would come in, small little chit-chat, no big deal. If you know me, you know I'm very friendly. Um, And then he would start to rub my shoulder or touch my arm. And you know, at first I was fine with it. I didn't think anything of it. And then when you know, I was in the back and I was doing some filing. He would get a little closer. He would touch my leg. And I remember on one occasion, he sat down and he just started touching my breasts. And I had no idea what to do. You know, you want to say no, you want to say stop. But the only thing that ran through my mind was, oh my God, what if I get fired? How am I going to provide for my child? And that is never a thought that should run through anybody's mind. You should never have to deal with that solely because you need to be financially stable. Um, But he just, he would do it time and time again. He'd come in and I remember there was one time um, because there was two of us working. So the other girl would be, you know, up front dealing with the customers and I'd be back filing and I would just you know had come back from lunch and I used to go for runs during lunch because it was the first time I was training uh, for a Tough Mudder or a 5k I'm sorry and so I would come back to work and I would come in you know dressed just like I was ready to work but when I got to the back and I was filing because there was no air condition back there I would be in a muscle shirt because nobody bothered me I was out of eyesight And uh, those are the times he would come in. And I remember this one time, because I was in a gray spaghetti strap, 
she, uh, the other girl said she had to step out for a second. And I remember he decided to take one of the straps and pull it down and just started touching me. And again, the same thoughts ran through my mind. I was frozen because, you know, we're supposed to have this fight or flight instinct in us. But in all reality, it's fight, flight, or freeze. And I froze. Um, So, you know that just that went on for a little while and eventually he left I was no longer with the company but that still scarred me as an adult and again I held that inside Um, after that a little bit more about me is down the line of one having a kid pretty young not experiencing too much partying in high school like your typical students. I didn't. I wasn't allowed to go to parties. Um, I wasn't allowed to go out with friends very often. Um, so as soon as I graduated high school, I took the first chance that I got and I moved to BFE, somewhere in Iowa, uh, where I could get away, I could do what I wanted, I could live my life the way I thought it needed to be lived. And so, you know, I did what every college student did. I drank and drank and I smoked pot. I didn't do anything else really. I just did that and then, you know, came home. I ended up getting pregnant, you know, shortly after. I had Aiden at 19. Um, And then I would go out some more because one, I was the first of my friends to have a child. And then, You know, it was just really difficult because I wanted to go out. I wanted to have a life, and I would go out and I would drink. It didn't. It wasn't too bad. And then um, I started dating this guy, and I see it seemed like that's all we did. We would go out to eat or we would drink because he was a big drinker. And uh, this guy, he one the only credit I will give this guy is he's the reason why I am so in love with fitness, and I have worked so hard over the past six years to get where I am physically because he would mentally put these thoughts in my head and just abuse me and tell me I remember the final time we broke up he told me that I was a cow that I was a fat whore that nobody was ever gonna love me because of the way I looked and I was unlovable he said all the most atrocious things to me and I believed it so from then, you know, I started working on my body. I um, I noticed as I lost the weight, the more attention I got from men, and I really enjoyed that uh, because that's how I solved my issues. I would just, you know, deal with the men. I loved the attention. I loved how I felt with them. And um, so, of course, I had sex with men, a lot of them, some that I shouldn't have but you know that's kind of the path of my process um and then I we broke up I would you know somewhat date here and there and then I started kind of dating this other guy and he was a huge huge drinker and I developed a drinking problem I didn't think it was a problem at the time But after I stopped hanging out with him and there was no contact with us, 
and I saw what my life was, I'm like, holy crap, I had a drinking problem. Because the days I didn't have Aiden, he and I would go out drinking and I'd get blackout drunk in the middle of the week and I'd go to work so hungover and it just, it wasn't healthy. And I, I feel like I'm kind of rambling on and I'm really sorry, but, um, I just wanted to give you guys an overview of my past and, um, later throughout the podcast, I know it's going to tie in somewhere because I do want to give my testimony. I do want you guys to know how I've overcome and how I've healed through all the things that I've been through in the past. So, you know, I had the sexual abuse, I've had the verbal abuse, I've had the emotional abuse. I had a very controlling stepdad uh, that did not like me to do anything. He wanted me to have no friends that were guys. Anything I did or I tried to enjoy as a teenager, you know, when you're a teenager, you're trying to find yourself, you're discovering new musics and new trends and, you know, whatever it is that you do. And every time I discovered something, it was be, it had to be because of a boy. It was never because I had my own free mind to think of what I liked and what I wanted. It had to be linked to a guy. And he was, he was awful to me. Like, that's one reason why I couldn't do anything, because he automatically thought, and this was even before I ever had sex uh, in my life, he always thought I was going to go sleep with somebody. Never had sex a time in my life before, but he was always accusing me of it. So that had a lot to do with it. I do, I will openly say that I have daddy issues. They are a lot better now, Um, but I have them. A lot of people have them. We're just scared to talk about it because people make such a big, you know, ordeal about it. Because the people you hear that have daddy issues, you know, first thing that usually pops in a person's mind is, oh, a stripper. She wants all this attention from men because she has daddy issues. Oh, she's clingy. You know, she wants this, this, and this. She must have daddy issues. Uh, Yeah, I was never a stripper, but I was very clingy to certain men in certain aspects because, yeah, I have the daddy issues, but over the years, I have gotten better. I have healed um, in, so let's see. So I started going to Hope City in 2016. So the day before Thanksgiving in 2015, I actually went to counseling for the very first time in my life. And I think that was the opening door to my healing and if you have issues that you don't know how to deal with I 100% recommend therapy find you someone that knows nothing about you nothing about your family nothing about your past and talk to them just air it out open that because it's gonna break open these barriers and it's gonna break open these topics that you buried away for so long and The relief that comes after that, oh my God, it is beyond amazing. But um, yeah, so that is a little bit about my background. If you guys want to know more, please continue to listen to the podcast. I have some topics written down. I'm not sure what order they're going to go in, um, but they are going to tie to everything that I've been through in life and 
big milestones that I have uh, journeyed through life with people, milestones that I've accomplished with some of my dearest friends, anywhere from overcoming suicide to finding God, you know, to same-sex relationships, to being a mistress, to it all. I am telling you, this is the wild roller coaster ride featuring the people in my life that I am lucky enough to still have. That um, some of them went through these things with me, either in their own way or they were by my side, um, there for me when I wasn't living right. But they were still, they never stopped loving me and they never gave up on me. Um, but if you guys have any questions, or if you want to know a little more, you can always find me on Instagram at osnapsun. Um, and thank you again so much for listening. I can't wait to start you know, sharing more with you guys. And I will see you guys on the flip side until next time.